0: Hello, and welcome to Our Heart for Teaching, where we explore the why in the teaching profession. I'm your host, Christy Everhart. Thank you for joining us today as we discuss that million-dollar question of what's your why in education? Welcome to Our Heart for Teaching. Today, I'm super excited to be speaking with Tia Cormier. Hi, Tia. How are you today?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Tia, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are in your education journey.
1: Um, Yeah. So I am currently student teaching in the Umbo ISD Houston area. Um, I will be graduating in December twenty twenty one, coming up in a few weeks, and we'll be hopefully working in the Houston area. That's
0: awesome, and you are the first student teacher that I am interviewing on the show, so I'm super excited to have your perspective, and that's really exciting. So I'm just super grateful that you're taking time to be on the show today.
1: Yeah, no, thank of course, thank you for inviting me. It's very exciting.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so Tia, this show is all about our why in education, and of course, you are like brand new to the journey now, and finishing up your um, college and training to be an educator. Can you talk to us a little bit about your decision for why you wanted to be an educator in the first place?
1: Yes, Um. so it was a long journey for me to even finally decided to be an educator um but I think I've always known since I was young that I wanted to be a teacher um didn't know what type until I got to college with special education um but I always am was always able to like help people in class and I love 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 school um and so that's why I always wanted to be in the school setting and um, it's just, I don't know, I just really like to work with kids and like to being able to like, set up examples and like be a role model for other people. And so being in the school setting, especially in the special education department, um, I feel like it's just a blessing to just be there and getting to work with kids. And what made you, because special
0: education, that's not something you hear a lot of educators like, yes, I want to go work with
1: special ed. Um, What kind of made you shift your focus toward that? Um, My senior year of high school, actually, I was put in as a teacher assistant in the life skills class for my last year. Um, And it was a schedule mistake, but I was like, no, like, leave me in there. You know, it's fine um and getting to learn alongside like the kids and the like getting to learn from the teacher who's like very awesome um i it like really made me decide like this is like what i want to do like being in this setting getting to help you know students whether it's in they're in the life skill setting or in self contained or in resource or inclusion it was just something that it was very like mind opening um very different from gen ed that I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be.
0: That's interesting. Well, talk to us a little bit about um, your interactions with teachers as you were growing up. Were did you have like really great educators? Were they all positive experiences? Or did you have some challenging experiences that you're like, you know, I don't really want to be like this when I go into education?
1: Um yeah a 50 50 of both I would say though I definitely had a lot more positive um, teachers in my life that have impacted me and still to this day where I you know I've reached out and it's just like they have inspired me so much um, that made me like really solidify that like this is what I want to do and I you know some style or something that I remember from, whenever I was in school that like, you know, like I love so much that I would do in my own classroom. Um, and then there's one, you know, a couple of teachers who were not the best. Um, and I know like particularly that stands out, like just came to my mind was fourth grade. I had a math teacher and I'm not a very good math person. I, I can't do math, you know, I'll admit it. Um, And I remember going up to his desk asking for help and standing there for 15 minutes and him putting his head down because he, like, I couldn't answer a question that he asked. And so, like, it made me feel, like, really embarrassed standing up in front of the class, you know, things like that. So, it was, like, that was something that I was, like, kind of got afraid to, like, raise my hand or to participate or to ask for help because, you know, like, that one incident really set me up to be, um, very quiet and vulnerable in his class, but getting to experience all the other great teachers that I've had, you know, I was like a completely different kid. I was always participating and, you know, offering help and like doing whatever I can in the classroom and outside the classroom. So it's, it's been a journey, but I would say it's definitely been, I've had way more better experiences, but, um, definitely, you know, there are going to be a couple out there who you're not going to have good experiences with.
0: Can you talk to me about a couple of the ones that you say you did have a great experience with? You said specifically you had some things that they did that you're like, oh, I want to take this into my own classroom. Can you talk to us about a couple of those experiences?
1: Yes. Um, High school, I took AP biology, I don't know why, I'm also not a science person, but I thought I'd challenge myself, and the teacher, Mrs. Dean, like, awesome woman, one of the best teachers I've ever had, Um, and, like, all, like, the hands-on things that she did that we didn't have to do in that class, she made possible to, like, get us to, like, be thinking more and to understand more about biology and what we were learning, like, what topic we were learning that week, Um, And I really enjoyed it and she was always there for me because I was always either in her classroom right after school or I would come early in the mornings and see her and she would be more than more than willing to help me with whatever I needed to finish a paper or to, you know, make sure I can study properly for a test that we were going to have or something, you know, she was very, she was very supporting and that was like something that like I really took with me because I think she was maybe one of the first teachers who really like pushed me to challenge myself in a subject that I I wasn't really good at um but by the end of the year I like I was understanding it more and I had more confidence in myself and that was like really something that stuck with me was her instilling this confidence in in me in a subject that I didn't really like Um, And that was, like, something that, like, I knew from then on. That was what I would want to do in my own classroom.
0: So even if you have students who don't like what you're teaching, because that's going to happen, just building up that confidence? Yeah. Nice. Thank you for sharing. So, Tia, you have a unique experience um, in the sense that right now you're, like, Fresh into really getting to experience it you're in your last block of student teaching and so you're just very 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 new to actually being in the classroom and seeing the daily grind of what teaching is um has your ideas about what teaching could be like changed a little bit since now you're kind of interacting with the students and seeing what lesson planning is like like how has your ideas of this is what it's going to be like and your why and your purpose kind of changed as you're starting to starting to make that journey into oh this is this is education and it's exciting but how has that shifted a little bit
1: um it's definitely a lot different in practice um, I know like sitting in education classes you know we're taught you know, you know, a lot of times from textbook or from like other, like your professor's personal experience, but being put in student teaching and in a classroom where you are now having to put what you've learned in practice is very different. Um, and that was something that I knew was going to happen, but wasn't a hundred percent prepared for. Um, Like, for example, at the elementary school, I was in a resource classroom that went really smoothly where I was, I kind of had control of the classroom for like five weeks that I was there, six weeks, I think, Um, where now I'm at a middle school in a self-contained classroom and we have a total of nine students. And with the teacher plus two pairs and I, four of us, you know, we're all kind of jumbling and like nobody really has control over the whole class, but rather, okay, like who's going to do the small group today? Who's going to do one on one with this student? Who's going to collect data? You know, things like that was very eye opening to me because I know in special education it's very, very important to collect data. Um, but remembering to collect data and writing it down and and, you know, detailing it that way you can make sure you're writing it, you know, up for IEPs and make sure that they're meeting their annual goals and and objectives, you know, was something that I wasn't 100 percent prepared for. But luckily, the teacher I work with now is so amazing at it and has taught me, you know, tips and tricks. And um, I'm very thankful for that because now I'm very confident in taking data. But that was something that was a little bit worried about, you know, um, because I know we have to, but now uh, it's very, I feel very solid in it because of this, And you know, getting her, you know, telling me like, okay, like, it's going to be your turn. This is who you're going to take data on, you know, and then like me getting to put it in and, and seeing the changes and like the strides students are making is like very heartwarming. So it's been a little bit different, but very, very um, educational, I would say.
0: And has your age group that you want to work with, has that shifted any since you've, have you changed your mind about the, I know you're sold on special ed now, Um, have you changed your mind on the age group you want to work with?
1: Yes. (laughs) I was so sure I wanted to work in secondary, specifically with high school. Um, But after spending about seven, eight weeks at the elementary school, I, I was sold like head over heels the sweetest kids that I worked with um and that you know me and the teacher still keep in contact and we you know she still gives me updates about them because they always ask about me um so I definitely sold now on elementary or even middle school because the middle school I'm at is very very heartwarming head over heels too um but it's definitely shifted a lot to a lot younger
0: that's awesome that's very awesome So Tia, you mentioned a little bit um, about how it can be a little bit overwhelming when you realize all the different responsibilities that you have. And of course, knowing the importance of all the different responsibilities, such as the data, which is a huge thing, no matter where you're at in education, but especially so in special education with that tracking of the data. And it's very easy to get overwhelmed and, and you're still in the student teaching part where it's not quite a hundred percent on you yet. Um, but I'm sure you've started to feel like the, oh, wow, this is what it really is. Um, so what are some ways that you kind of when you start to feel that stress or that overwhelmed feeling, what are some ways that you remind yourself this is what you're supposed to be doing and this is your purpose and, and that you love what you're going into, even even when it's, like, a little bit scary or stressful for you?
1: Um, Honestly, I, like, kind of hold everything in, even if it was a bad day. And, you know, I take a breath and I'm like, okay, like, tomorrow's going to be a new day. And when I get home, you know, just taking time even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes of of my day after school to just like relax and rewind you know think back on what it was that I liked that I did that day and what it is I was like okay you know maybe we can change something there but um it's definitely like just like having to be like soothing myself and you know reminding myself like okay like you know it's tough right now, but it's not, you know, it probably won't be tomorrow. Not every day is the same. So it's just like reminding myself, like, just take a deep breath. It could be tough now, but you know, it could change within a moment where it's, it's calm, you know, one day is going to go smooth.
0: Awesome. And I know since you're going to be Very quickly, like you said, through three weeks away from graduation, and congratulations on that. By the way, thank you. I wish you the best going into your teaching, like, and like, you're going to be amazing. I know that because I, the very brief time I got to work with you, it's like, oh my goodness, you just have the heart of a veteran teacher, and you're going to be great. Um, what would you want people who are veteran teachers to know? Like, what would you what would you want us to keep in mind as we're like going to beginning to work with you, and and as you get your new job, like what do you hope for your new colleagues to be mindful of when they're working with you?
1: That is a good question. Um, I'm gonna have to say, you know, I've definitely worked with a lot of veterans in my time of student teaching and even in block. Um, And I know sometimes things get rough, um, but I do wish sometimes uh, just have a little bit more patience because, you know, we're straight out of college. All we had was one semester, so like five months of um, student teaching, and that's not even taking control of our own classroom. So just have patience because, you know, there's going to be times where it's going to be overwhelming and we are going to feel like we don't know what we're doing. Um, And to like, just have patience and like, you know, help remind us of like, you know, hey, it's okay. You know, think of why you're here and like what you're doing and helping with children. And, you know, always being available to like answering questions, because I know sometimes things get hectic. um, And, you know, sometimes work environments get hostile because everybody's stressed, but you know, taking that deep breath and having patience for everybody is definitely something that I would wish a lot of people would have more of.
0: I appreciate you saying that. And I I think that it's very easy, especially as a veteran educator, like we get so set in our ways and we forget. Like I, I was reflecting the other day and I'm like, oh my goodness, like it's been since 2005 since I graduated, which is ridiculous. Um, and I'm definitely feeling that getting older, but like, that's a long time. And I don't remember, you know, what it was like to be out of school. I do remember some of my first positions and what it was like to be, (coughs) excuse me, what it was like to be a beginning educator. But, you know, it's easy for us to forget about that, especially if we're not consciously thinking about it. So I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, express to other educators like myself who might not be thinking about what it's like, you know, of what what you would wish for us to do to help you out. So thank you so much for saying that. What advice would you give to, and I know you're, you're almost fresh out of college, which is exciting. I'm so excited for you. So to some of our younger people who may be listening or people who are going to be deciding to be educators, um, what advice would you give to them if they haven't been in, education at all like if they're just like thinking about well maybe I do want to be a teacher what what would you tell them
1: definitely um you have to give your all to the students every day because they need to know that they have somebody at school that has their back and wants the best for them and you know is always going to be that person that is always going to be there for them um, because I know sometimes and what I've learned is um, sometimes kids don't have a lot of friends or they don't have that full support at home or, you know, they have other things going on. And so knowing that they have a teacher a, like an adult that's solid in being there for them and understanding and just listening to them and just being that support that they need in whatever way that we can provide it um, is definitely something that I would say.
0: I think that's great advice and one we should all take to heart because being a student is hard. Um, I was sharing with my family today and catching up on my little nephew, and he's a first year junior high student this year. And, you know, those are my babies. I love my junior high babies. So he's, you know, joined the junior high world this year. And I was crushed. I was so crushed to hear that his experience has just been hard for him. And, you know, and then I was like, well, let me think, you know, I'm like in that environment all day. And of course I love them and everything that comes with them, but you know, it's hard, it's hard to be a student and kids can be mean. Like having an adult in their corner who's advocate is huge, you know? And like yes. you say, we don't always know what's going on. So I love that advice. Thank you. And. I would like to offer you a chance as well to just give a shout out because you're there. You are about to graduate and you're going to enter this awesome profession. And like I said, I had a privilege of, you know, being one of your block teachers and you're going to be amazing. So I'm so excited to see where your career takes you. Um, But who would you like to shout out today? That's just been really powerful in helping you be who you are as you start stepping into your teaching journey in a few weeks.
1: Oh, definitely one person I'm going to say is going to have to be my, uh, it's hard to pick one person, but I'll have to say my grandma has definitely been there for me. And just like having her, even when I was little, like um, being there for me and telling me, you know, like, you can do this. We know you can do this. Show us that you got the, you know, and always being in my corner. Um, so, I'm definitely going to have to shout her out because I know um, without her in a lot of situations of, you know, growing up and then, you know, college sometimes is hard. Without her being there for me, I definitely don't know if I would, you know, still be in the position that I am. So,
0: that's awesome. And Tia, I just wish you the best of luck moving forward. I'm so excited and congratulations on your graduation and finishing your student teaching that's so exciting and so powerful and I just wish you the best and I'm I'm so grateful that you came on because it's very nice to hear from you know um however we call them I call them baby teachers or you know (laughs) I am sure everybody's call y'all puppy teachers like it's so exciting to hear your perspective because you're about to go into this you're so fresh and 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 you know your ideas and and you're about ready to change our world as well. And so I'm excited to see how you challenge veteran thinking and, you know, and what you learn from the veteran teachers as well. Like, it's just so exciting. So getting to hear your perspective has been amazing. And I cannot wish you anything but the best. Like, But this is exciting just to hear, you know, your perspective. Like, So thank you so much for taking time today to, to share with us.
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much for inviting me. You know, I am uh, I love the idea of you having a podcast for teachers out there to listen and to, to chime in, and especially including me. I know, you know, not in the classroom just yet finishing up student teaching, but um, to include, you know, my perspective and my voice is something that's really important and that will hopefully help other student teachers um, out there who will be listening to this. So thank you so much.
0: You have been listening to Our Heart for Teaching, where we explore our purpose and our why in the field of education. If you would like more information or to share your own purpose in education, be sure to connect with me on Twitter at AHeartforTeaching. Teaching. I look forward to hearing from you soon and please tune in to the next episode of Our Heart for Teaching.